The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hey there. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about stuff, because wow, there's an awful lot that's been happening over the past week. Do we Um, say that every week, and yet it's even more every week? Um, I don't think we say it every week, but it's <laughs> rarely been as true as it has been this oh, week. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, um, there was a person that came into the studio before uh, before we were on air. Uh, I was just sitting at the computer, and I told them, "Oh, I was on. I'm I'm on civil politics and everything. We talk about this stuff during the week." And and he's like, "Oh, so lots of talks about this week." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's every week, though. <laughs> yeah, every week there's a lot to talk about this week." <sighs> <laughs> yeah, but a, a lot of things are coming to a head or or are coming out into the light for the first time. Um, we do like to hear from our listeners, though, uh, as I like to mention before we get started. So uh, you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, CivilPoliticsRadio at ValleyFreeRadio.org is the email. At CivilPoliticsFM is the Twitter. And Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio is our community there. We do also have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, quite simply. And that's got recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, some supplemental episodes, and all kinds of good stuff. It's absolutely worth your time to check it out. So, yeah, like a quick list of things that um, that it seemed to me that we could devote time to, that we may well not devote time to, uh, but... O- overseas, uh, uh, Boris Johnson's announced that he's cut a new Brexit deal with the uh, European Union, and uh, it's going before a special session of Parliament tomorrow that they have to vote up or down on it before 11 p.m. Oh, are they across the international date line? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, they're not. They're just five hours ahead of us. It, oh. it is actually tomorrow there because Oh, it's, well, ready. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because of the time we're we're doing this show, but um, so yeah, so so Saturday, big vote, big deadline. Who knows how that's going to go? And and I, if not, there's he's supposed to ask for um, yes. postponement, and he doesn't really want to do that. So. Yes, but he's required by law to do so. Uh, they'd be idiots to take this deal, uh, but expecting people to not do really obviously stupid things. Oh, you want to debate the deal? I thought we were going to go. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> okay. like, like. Oh, I'm, you'd put your opinion in and then I have to be silent because we're moving on. Okay, good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I just, I, 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 I can't predict what's going to happen. You know, like I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I think they'd be crazy to do it. But I thought that about Brexit in the first place and electing Donald Trump to the presidency. And boy, was I wrong on those. 
Yeah, I've been wrong on a lot of things too lately. I don't know what it right. is. Something in the air. Right. So if you want to <laughs> offer an opinion on this subject before we move on and have your chance to be wrong. <laughs> no, I think we should go to the, uh, the more local stuff. Right. We, we get enough, enough tonight <laughs> to talk about. You sure now? <laughs> I don't know. John, what do you think? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I never miss an opportunity to put my foot in my mouth, so I don't know if you wanted one too. Uh, what, like? You're to, move on to just talk not, about Brexit no, let's like for three to, hours like we, we <laughs> yeah. might? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what that's we Because that's a thing that we totally do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, but that that is big news and and will have repercussions that maybe we'll talk about next week. But, I mean, you know, that that's yeah. that's big news. Next week, yeah, that's good. Um, So, uh, in sad news, the uh, Representative Elijah Cummings uh, died... Uh, what seemed to me quite suddenly, but I guess he'd been ill for some time. Uh, and he's a congressman. He was a congressman from Maryland, and he was chair of the House Oversight Committee. And, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. To, it's going to be interesting to see who winds up being the new chair of the committee after. Uh, Which committee you know, is he chair of? Uh, I believe it's oversight and something else I'm forgetting. Oh. But <clears throat> um, Sorry, I should know, too, and I don't. Yeah, but they're they're uh, they're they're the committee, uh, they're a committee that handles a lot of you know that investigates uh, you know how the executive branch is actually conducting itself, you know like judiciary has its has its oversight and intelligence and so forth, but it has its sorry purviews, but the purview of oversight is specifically like what is the executive branch doing, you know like does the IRS you know, unfairly targeting people, whatever, you know, like so that's their the broad ju- mandate. Judiciary that's, that's handling the impeachment. Um, it's not a combination the m- of the judiciary, the oh, house they oversight. Formed a special thing, I think they formed a special committee and yeah. the judiciary committee isn't actually part of it right now. Oh wait. Yeah, that's right. Because, uh, Matt Gates wanted to get into their closed hearing. <laughs> yeah. It's like judiciary is not part of this. So. Well, and it's really an indictment process, right? It's, it's like preliminary. The yes. This secret. is a lot like a grand jury proceeding. Yeah. Secret. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oversight, intelligence, and one other. I'll look it up. Uh, finance, I think. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. So it's a it's a super committee, right? Uh, so, uh, from what I've read, and certainly from what I've seen, Elijah Cummings has been a major figure in uh, how the House has conducted these investigations and how it's been trying to check the power of President Trump, and. You know, I, I don't know who's going to step in to fill his shoes. Uh, he, he's he's a very kind man. He was a very kind man. And very smart he, and sophisticated sort of but on he an was, emotional level. He yeah. was also a, a passionate advocate for... Civil rights. Yeah, yeah, and for justice. And he's been calling out, even before he was uh, uh, the majority, uh, you know, in the majority party and able to call out, able to sort of direct the committee, he's been... Uh, calling out uh, Republican shenanigans for some time, you know, like, like, you know, Trey Gowdy, why are we having all these hearings about Benghazi, for example, you know? Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a sad loss. And uh, it's surprising. It did feel very fast. Um, yeah. Cause he, he was on the floor like a week and a half ago or. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, signed subpoenas yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for, uh, for, for you know, for, uh, uh, the head of ICE and somebody else who I'm forgetting. So yeah, yeah, worked so. to the last last yeah. moment. Uh, and and he was at the on the George on the Pettus Bridge. 
right, in civil rights, wasn't he? Young? That uh, is uh, uh, John Lewis, you're thinking. Well, John of. Lewis was, and he got beaten up, but I thought Elijah Cummings was, was there, too. Am I mistaken? Uh, Maybe I not at the at when um, John Lewis got beaten. He was Lewis born in beaten. 1951, so the Pettus Bridge was 1964, so he would have been 13. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. He, um, he actually was injured uh, at the age of 11 when he was— uh, he and a group of other uh, boys uh, was working to made a point of integrating a public pool in Baltimore. It's like, well, it's not segregated, but you know, black people yeah. aren't welcome, and they and they, they forced the up. issue and got beaten up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> and I certainly liked hearing his uh, speeches and the questions he would ask and whatnot in the. Yeah. hearings in the house so and then of course oh go ahead i uh, just want to say he um whenever i watched a uh, house oversight committee hearing uh he mm-hmm. really ran a tight ship but a very um compassionate one yeah uh, he was really good at making sure that everybody had their say on both sides but if there was any any shenanigans he would just shut that down yeah um so it's he was he was a really really great uh committee head and i think the oversight committee is going to be um there's going to be a loss there yeah uh yeah, he hole. was he was a he was a really good leader in that in that capacity yeah um and AOC, uh, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida Tlaib are all new people on that committee, and they've all been singing his praises even before he passed. Yeah, I think so. he wanted them on the committee. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, at all. Yeah, I think he requested them to be on that, that committee. Yeah. So, you know, rest in peace, Elijah Cummings. Um, I hope we are, indeed, as you said so eloquently, better than this. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh uh, well, there were the debates. <laughs> <laughs> there certainly were. Three yeah. hours worth. I missed the first half hour, I'm embarrassed to say. Uh, I saw it. I don't <laughs> think you missed that much. Though, I got to say, uh, CNN did make a smart decision by cutting out any kind of opening statements. It's like, yeah, we know who you guys are. Start talking. You know, like, here's a question for you. Yeah, yeah they haven't had an opening statements for the last two, I believe. Yeah, oh, and I no don't remember cl- the one before that. Yeah, and yeah. no closing statements either. But they will ask him a closing kind of question. It was a closing statement question. Yeah. It was really bad. I mean, they that, used it that, that way. That question, yeah. of, like, like, so what about Ellen and George W. Bush? Yeah, that was really dumb. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, it ha- it was one of my favorite debates. Honestly, uh, I was really afraid because twelve people, but they, they actually managed their time. Uh, in my opinion, they managed the time very well. There was there was uh, time for um, call and response and for de- actual debate back and forth between candidates, but um, there weren't there there wasn't anybody that get, got less than like eight minutes of time. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, there is a the New York Times always has a uh, a time. Uh, Elizabeth Warren got the most time, obviously, um, followed by. Uh, Bernie? believe bernie and then biden and then goes down i'll post that but uh they really allowed some randomness to be injected into the into the debates and uh even even people like 
Gabbard and Yang and Klobuchar actually had some time to actually shine, yes. which was odd. Yeah, and follow up questions yeah, and follow stuff. Up. Yeah, follow yeah. um, There were some. There was a uh, uh, one point when um, Yang said something, and then uh, uh, someone ag- agreed with him when they when they cut out and. And he was like, "Yeah, that like off off, off camera." It was mm-hmm. it, it was a much it was it wasn't as tense, mm. I think. Uh, and people were were much were allowed some some flexibility, not too much, uh, but enough to make it interesting. Yeah. And a lot of them used it to try and pile on Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Definitely. they were all very nice to Bernie. Yeah, they didn't want to be like, hey, <laughs> don't want to put too much restraint on the old ticker there, Bernie. There was that question, like, you're old. Is that okay? That yeah. was like, yeah, it's like what? Like, you're old, you're old, and you're old. Why is that okay? Is that not okay, yeah. being old? Yeah, and then Tulsi Like Gabbard. CNN. Well, they cut off Tulsi Gabbard. I was surprised there was one point where she was just starting to ask Elizabeth Warren about Commander-in-Chief. Oh, yeah. And they talked right over her. They really shut her right down. I was surprised they didn't let that question come Honestly, out. Honestly, yeah, go ahead. Honestly, they it was at the end of the question. It was. Uh, and they they were starting to cut away. Like the camera, like when you looked at the camera, it was doing the sweep away, having a shot of all the candidates because they were going to a break. Yeah. But she tried to, to extend it. it in. Yeah. And they're like, no, so we're break. going to a, gr- a break, yeah. and plus that we got bills to pay. Yeah, and I that question was kind of related, but not really. Like she really just wanted to get that in. Yeah, she turned it to her length yeah. of service, and so, if she had stopped on her length of service shorter, she could have squeezed it exactly. in. Exactly, she yeah. was not. You didn't think great. she was strong? She was. Uh, she was kind of kooky. She. She. From, uh, from my view. Go, uh, yeah, you, I see you raise your eyebrows. So I'm just what do surprised because you, you guys used to like her. I thought. Nope. No, no, no I don't really know. Oh, maybe maybe a couple other people in the station. Uh, I know. I was talking to some friends after it uh, about um, uh, how like how people liked Tulsi Gabbard, and actually Stacy, who was uh, on the show before. Maybe that's what I'm thinking um, of. She. It was a very in, in this. I think this is like good, like uh, true for like some a lot of people that don't like. Gabbard, first you didn't like her, and then you kind of liked her, and then you really didn't like her. After you heard like some of the yeah, it's she, um, she, uh, yeah, she's walked away from comments she made years ago about you know how being gay is bad. I don't remember the the exactly what it was, but she was she made it pretty clear she didn't think much of gay people. Yeah, and supposedly she's changed, and I'm like, okay, well, that's good, but. Um, the question she asked, and this is why I, I said she was kooky, or actually wacky was what my, my, my grandfather used to say. It's the it's his go-to adjective. Oh, no, you're turning into your grandfather? <laughs> well, hopefully hopefully in good ways, like my golf game will suddenly become good. Um, Tulsi Gabbard is very kooky. Um. She's, she's a bit wacky because she... She was made a point about talking repeatedly about how we don't want to be fighting these regime change wars, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. We definitely shouldn't be going out the there. Endless just, wars, thing. but yeah, yeah, we don't want uh, endless wars are bad, and going out and toppling toppling governments is, uh, well, I mean, I I don't exactly feel badly about 
Saddam Hussein or Manuel Noriega. But at the same time, what was our justification for doing that, really? Because well, we'd been uh, paying them and they weren't behaving anymore. Right. <laughs> and that's... But the paying also, them she, is the problem, actually. Right. And she's talking also about it in the context of we shouldn't be sticking an oar in into the Syrian civil war. And it's like, um, okay. The idea that you're saying, like, we shouldn't be trying to push out the Assad regime, you know, like, after all their crimes against humanity, their mass slaughters and tortures and use of chemical weapons, it's like... They're horrible people. Uh, if there's any kind of government that deserves to be toppled on moral grounds, that's it. You know, they're bad people who murdered for po- who have murdered tens of thousands of their own citizens for power and money. I think her argument was that there's so many places like that in the world. Is that really where we want to send our military? Well, she didn't actually say that was her no. argument. But also, she's visited Syria. She's got ties to the Assad regime. So it looks like a sort of a convenient morality. Like, well, you know, it would be inappropriate for us to topple a foreign government, especially this one, because... Well, and I don't think ties is the right word. She certainly has gone overseas and gone out of her way to, to you know, sort of like McCain used to do. McCain used to go on all these junkets and, you know, g- get a firsthand knowledge of some of these, these dictators. She's and, taken trips to Syria, and she's spoken positively about his regime, I believe. So, She's also friendly with uh, Putin. Modi in India. Narendra India. Modi in India, yeah. 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 Uh, who isn't guilty of exactly the... The level of heinous crimes that uh, the the Assad regime is, right. at least not yet. Uh, we haven't talked about uh, the horrible uh, uh, shower of crap that is uh, the in, uh, the Indian government's occupation of Kashmir or uh, their activities in Kashmir, this area they control. But it's it's I, bad. There's, I, I there's just, torture and murder going on there. I just tend to reserve judgment a little bit when our politicians are trying to get experience in foreign affairs and travel the world and beef up their resume for, for a run for president. <clears throat> women, women are at a disadvantage in, to some degree in that category. And so, you know, when, when Congress people do that i mean that is what they're doing they go on these junkets so that they get a first hand and try and talk to people that you know no, different people in the you're right that's good and we certainly should encourage our national leaders to take an interest in foreign affairs and, and the other part of my argument is that women are often character assassinated for almost anywhere that they step so i'm just saying Fair i try enough. to be really careful when it's a you know somebody who's been in the service you know, that has a very different path and and to not jump to the conclusion that they're, uh, you know, uh, uh, apologists for Putin or for... Well, I don't um, know if she's... I don't, haven't yeah. heard anything to suggest she's an apologist for Vladimir Putin, per or se. Or for the Syrian, for Assad or... But yeah. it, it, it was in the context of them talking about uh, the civil war in Syria and how that's suddenly blown up in new ways because of President Trump's gobsmacking... Uh, I'm when, not sure stupidity, venality. There's there's a whole bunch and of. When did he blow it up? The debate was Tuesday night. When did he blow up um, the the uh, Turkey uh, relationship and the um, Kurd uh, relationship? I thought it was uh, last week. It was last week. Yeah, last week. So that was they should have known. Okay. It was starting. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's like, been like, percolating, it, but it it's it, it spun more out of control since then. But yeah. yeah. Thank you. The point uh, is that, all that, the timelines that, disappear. That. 
gut-wrenching footage of uh, a mother cradling her like dead four-year-old daughter and wailing about how they've been abandoned. Yeah. That that was already. How about out. the kids that have white phosphorus burns on them allegedly? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I. At least my party is saying that Trump's an idiot on this one. Well, and they're and and they're right. Yeah. I mean, even by the terms of we care about national security and we want to make sure that the war against the Islamic State, you know, the the caliphate, uh, you know, is is well and truly won. Uh, this this is absolutely botching that. Yeah. You know, like they don't hold any territory anymore. They've been reduced to an insurgent terrorist, you know, go in and plant bombs kind of group uh, because they don't have any territory and, then, and resources. And then 800 of them got out of jail during this so, adventure, right? So far. <laughs> yeah. Although so, that was the women and children's uh, jail, but, as it turns but out. all yeah. of this, uh, you know, like, well, the, and the President Trump said, oh, you know, if those guys escape, they'll go to Europe. Yeah. Like, okay, so that's <laughs> that's fine? Like, like it's okay? Well, like, they, we they, don't want them running around except in Europe? Well, we don't they, want them they'll caring. help with Brexit, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, like, like, if there's if there's been one raison d'etre for the Republican Party in the past, in this century, it's been uh, fighting terrorism. You know that's been like their been been your party's number one thing that they do. I mean, remember the old joke? You know, you want to know what Rudy Giuliani said? It's a noun, a verb, in nine eleven. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I mean, so. I can understand why people like Lindsey Graham are like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> we have to, like, like this is what, we, what we're about. We are about fighting this kind of terrorist group. I hope McCain's widow called Lindsey Graham and told him that he needs to buck up or something. I don't know. Or why he's chosen to buck up at the moment, but just on this topic, because he's still really bad on the impeachment stuff. It's, yeah. I, yeah. It's, I, I just think, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't begin to figure out what that man's doing. Or maybe my party, well, I shouldn't speculate about how they think, but maybe what they're doing is they really are afraid to touch the impeachment stuff. And so this is that psychological displacement. Uh It's like, I see that really red balloon right there, but I'm going to talk about your shirt instead. You know, it might Mm -hmm. be a displacement move because it's weird. It's sort of like, uh, why now? Why? What's, you know, with all the crazy things that have happened on foreign policy and the, you know, not wanting to investigate what Russia did to our election. Why now? So, I don't well, know. Anyway, very odd. But I'm glad I, I they're think, doing it. I, I honestly think part of it is that it it plays into um, sort of the core uh, character uh, traits, the, 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 the core virtues that the Republican Party... Uh, I'm waiting for the stereotype. Okay. Tries to coalesce around ideas of like uh, national security and loyalty and, uh, uh, you know, presenting a strong front overseas. Yeah. But they haven't taken Trump on on anything else. Just this. Right. Exactly. But but this is. I think it's because they've counted the votes and, and this won't hurt him with the base. Yeah. Or some. You know, there's some. Oh, well, maybe. But I, I think that I think they might be worried that this is this is the thing that could make the base go away because, you know, it looks bad to be abandoning the Kurds the way we have. Yeah, but I don't think his base... Well, I don't know what his base thinks, actually. I I don't either. Yeah. But, I mean, like, 
people who who fought tooth and nail uh, uh, hand in hand with us for a while and have suffered, you know, eleven thousand casualties. Like that's that's a big deal. And in the course of a week, Trump is like meh. You know, like it's just so sudden a reversal, and it's having immediate disastrous bloody consequences. Uh, and it's you know we've we've basically defeated the Islamic State on the battlefield, and we've captured a lot of them, and we're holding them in prisons. And right, we're just suddenly like oh, forget it. And so all those people are running loose, and it's essentially giving Turkey a freer hand to to do terrible things and commit crimes against humanity. And it's bolstering Vladimir Putin's influence in the area. You know, it 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 it's it's a bafflingly stupid move if you want to <clears throat> pursue the the national interests of the United States, and if you want to uphold the kind of values that I talked about. You know, like strong national security, pre- preserving U.S. influence around the world, caring about. Uh, 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 the people that who have allied with us, you know, looking like a reliable international actor, you know, like not betraying people who've trusted us. Oh, we've done that a lot, though, actually. <laughs> yeah, Over but the years. it's this is really bad playing out in real time, and it is a way that it's really easy for people to understand. Maybe Trump is just trying to get a win. He's he's trying to say, "I pulled us out of Syria." Do you know what I mean? It's like do, he's yeah. he's doing a checklist of his his campaign promises. And, you know, this was easier to do than to deal with the impeachment. So, um, FYI, the, uh, there was a pull from a place. Economist, the Economist um, YouGov weekly tracking poll. There was uh, 57% of Republicans um, approve of the Syrian withdrawal. Really? Um so I, either somewhat or or strongly. Approved. I wonder how they worded that because that I can see somebody saying I I approve of the withdrawal, but not the specific way we just did it. Do you approve or disapprove of Donald Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. forces from the area near the international border between Syria and Turkey, which has had the effect of leaving Syrian Kurds oh, they who, gave fought, a good explanation. Yeah. who fought against ISIS vulnerable to attack from the Turkish military? Yeah, that's a good question. That's that's that yeah. laid it out. So if you weren't sure, you'd you'd be sure what we, you, they were asking you. Twenty five percent strongly approve. Thirty two percent somewhat approve, and then sixteen and ten somewhat somewhat disapprove and strongly disapprove. Eighteen huh. percent no opinion. Wow. Yeah. Lock, step. But did they call all the people with cell phones? Just kidding. Most Republicans don't have cell phones. <gasps> they're, still trying, they're, they're still trying to, to figure out how to program their VCR. <gasps> oh, no, he did. No, no, he didn't. A lot of them have, have cell phones. They just don't have smartphones, you know. <laughs> they have brick phones, like Zach Morris. Yeah, exactly. Or like, like, like you know, like little Nokia flip phones. We're being horrible. We're being horrible. Flip phones. Like I used to have, like, you know, Motorola. Adele has Motorola? a clamshell phone. Yeah. Adele does. So. Adele? Yeah, the singer. Oh. Adele. Oh, that, yeah. (laughs) I believe she's British. (sighs) Anyway. uh, Out of context, I know, coming out of the mouth of a 66-year-old. But 57% of Republicans um, approve of the You thought it might be Adele Davis, the the food nutritionist. No, I was was like, Adele. Adele Davis. I couldn't even remember. Davis. Oh, Davis. Okay. I was like, Adele Adele Davis. Davis and... 
was one of my professors at Kenyon. <laughs> so we only have a couple of minutes before uh, we never the talked about break. the debate. No, we haven't. We aren't done. So, uh, so anyway, so that's why I I I was sort of down on Tulsi Gabbard. Like I agree. Oh, is that how we get off track? We, it, yes, um, I agree that we we are too much of an imperial power around the world and uh we have uh uh launched wars that we shouldn't have and i agree with her that we should get out of this uh grubby ugly business that we're in but uh you know and and we certainly don't want to be uh as president trump has has announced that we're going to be uh in the mercenary business he said we'll be helping the saudis and they're going to pay for everything oh yeah and it's like wow like Forget the Kurds. We're going to help the Saudis, you know, like because they have money. Right. Exactly. And it's like and, and Trump said, you know, like, you know, I don't know what the Kurds are so upset about. You know, like they've done very well fighting with us. You know, they got they, they made a lot of money. And it's like that isn't really what it was about for them. But OK. Um, so I thought Tulsi Gabbard was good point in general, but like she was specifically talking about it in the context of Syria and she wasn't. She was insensitive to how people were evaluating this. Well, and I, I just thought or she like, wasn't nuanced about it. Well, and I, 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 yeah, I wasn't nuanced. Wasn't sort of saying like you know in the context of we shouldn't be trying to oppose the Assad regime. Like, and there's a difference between like saying we don't think uh, <coughs> Hafez Assad has a legitimate government. Uh, we think he's a war criminal who's murdered tens of thousands of people. I think that's the father you're talking about. Oh right, it's. Uh, Bashir? Bashir. Bashir Assad. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, I had to stop for a minute and go, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- no, replay I, that tape. Bashir al-Assad. You're right. He's the, the son. You know, the... So it's it's one thing to say we don't like that government and we are going to support the people who are fighting for, for their freedom against him and whatnot, which is what the Obama administration was doing. They, you know, they, they were like, well, we're not going to stick our oar in and just topple this government, you know. Uh, certainly not without a declaration from Congress telling us to do that. Um, and that was, uh, you know, sort of the small-c conservative approach of like, well, Congress has the power to make these decisions, not the president. Yeah. And I thought that that was good. But, you know, so I, I think conflating our opposition to the Assad regime and our picking a side that we prefer in the Syrian civil war isn't the same as, we're going to go topple Saddam Hussein's government, you know. And again, not to in any way, shape, or form stick up for Saddam Hussein, but, you know. Fun note before we go. Um, yep. 8% of registered um, Democratic voters. How many? Uh, what percent? 8%. 8%. Very, very favorable. 23% somewhat favorable uh, for Tulsi Gabbard. So 30, 31%. I think she's of, at least okay. Or, yeah, at least think she's okay. Huh. Hmm. Not terrible, but not great either. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Sue, I'd certainly like to hear more from you about this, but we are going to take a very quick break. So you can have a moment to collect your thoughts <laughs> and explain what you think about Syria or Tulsi Gabbard or, well, or anything about the debates, really. My thoughts are like kitty cats. <laughs> Impossible to gather. Uh, <laughs> well, put out a little saucer of milk and, and scratch them behind the ear. <laughs> if you have a net. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a little can of tuna sometimes. That'll... Yeah. 
or a trank gun. Laser pointer. <laughs> That's the thing. And there's nothing like shining a laser light around to make great radio. <laughs> Imagine that for yourselves at home. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. That's, uh, right now, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more civil politics on Valley Free Radio in just a moment. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old, indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at WRInstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old the for media flu. is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. The Lilly Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lilly Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lillylibrary.org. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. (laughs) 
Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the warm heart of Africa. From Cape Town to the Congo, Marrakesh to Mogadishu, and to the New World and beyond, we explore the best in pop music from Africa and the Afro diaspora all across the globe. Once again, that's 7 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday, only on Valley Free Radio. You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And I'm still Michael Dow. That's still Drama Roberts running the board. And that's uh, Sue Timberlake uh, <laughs> sitting in the other chair. God, you know, the person on the sound, Farm to Fork ad sounded a lot like you. <laughs> yeah. When I was still young and, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um... I've totally drawn a blank. Uh, we were talking during the break, and debate. we were going to say we were going to talk about the debate. Other people besides... Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And, oh, yeah, uh, 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 the whole issue of how do we enforce gun bans and... Yeah, because uh, Pete Buttigieg and um, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. yeah, and Pete really kind of cornered him, but I didn't... I I like Pete, but I didn't... Mayor Pete, but I don't think... I don't think it was such a valid point, but John Ray, you were saying that um, Beto's plan isn't really that fleshed out, but that was the argument. Be- um, yeah. Beto's plan uh, to get, um, Assault? quote unquote, weapons of war, oh. which there isn't a def- definition of an assault, like an of assault rifle, really. Uh, there's you automatic need to, weapon. There's right? automatic there, but Shotguns. like, what is an assault? weapon like there is there's no there's no like hard and fast rule about about what that is model or make or 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 ammunition that blows up when it hits you know like it yeah there there can be restrictions on ammunition i've also heard that like uh the 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 define them as uh uh gas powered weapon and make it and that's different in some way from other kinds of semi-automatic yeah i don't know but the 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 big thing is even if you do say that like bayo's Beto's um, proposal is to just outlaw them and have a buyback and buy them all back. And I think then, we should have a buyback even if we don't outlaw them. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Um, but a buyback is good, but then outlawing them uh, and then people are, and then Buttigieg and, and others are like, well, how are you going to make sure that you got them all? And he, and his answer is always, well, we'll. I trust Americans to to follow the law, and I think everybody would like to. And it's like, no, no, Beto, no. 
No. Well, what are we, New Zealand? No, that's <laughs> well, not. Well, and yeah, this is America. We love so our guns. So many people are going to say, "No, screw you," and then there will be fights. Um, a lot of people will will probably sell back the guns, but they're still people will still hold on to them because oh, they, they become a collector's item when exactly. they're scarce. <laughs> exactly. And well yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's sort of like, like oh I have this AR that stamp is printed upside down, that's worth a gazillion dollars because yeah. it's upside down or it's the only one. But you said something about Cory Booker and I had forgotten that. But and he, yeah. Yeah. He the the thing is with um with gun restrictions. So any gun restriction or any um any time that you're going to make a law about um, who can have a thing and who can't? Those are those can be used as weapons against marginalized communities. So, if someone reports that there is an AR-15 in a in a home, like a black family home, then the then the police will probably go in. You mean like the redneck neighbor who calls the police and maybe, says, "Go look over there." Yeah, <laughs> maybe or like it's or it could be used as a as as a reason to invade a home or something like that like there's uh i mean we, we've already you... got the example of uh, what uh, uh tatiana crap i've forgotten her last name the poor woman in fort worth who was murdered who was shot that uh, yeah someone reported someone like, a wellness, like, check. wellness check could you go check and make sure everything's okay exactly and she was just playing video games she had a gun in the house but she and she, licensed to carry so, so they say but she didn't have she didn't have it like it was over there or something yeah. like she a, there was no reason and they didn't announce themselves right yeah. they right. just went in there with guns drawn and they yeah. shot her within two seconds and, and her nephew's is, affidavit says that she heard a noise in the back and went and got her gun because she was afraid yeah so that's yeah. the thing like wellness no checks excuse. or in red. texas defending your own home with a gun <laughs> so well heard so wellness checks. well that's why the chief said that she was totally within her rights and that he needed yeah. to be tried for murder the policeman so wellness checks and red flag laws and things like that, those are good, except they there also needs to be structural change in they're how subjective. they're enforced. Yeah. Yes. So if someone calls for a red flag a red flag or something, um, you have to that there has to be the right to do that. You need to make sure that because those things can be used as Abused weapons. Used by the off yeah, well, and didn't Cory Booker say that we have a problem, That's which the, we yeah. do with, with police some violence of our police. is also gun violence. Yeah. Um, I'm which pretty is, sure that was Cory Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's that was definitely Cory Booker, uh, and uh, he it, it was a really good it was a really good point that I didn't actually think of, um, which I'm kind of embarrassed about, but it was a really good point saying these laws can be can be used against people. So saying just saying gun gun control like without any structural change in the justice system or any training or um or anything like that this th these laws can cause real harm to like people review boards and judges exactly authorizations and all that stuff exactly. that are checks and balances yeah yeah that was a very interesting sort of exchange i was saying before that i had a lot of trouble with um beto's comment about elizabeth warren uh, just, the wealth tax is punitive. Yeah, I just it was it was weird. It was sort of like I don't know. It was um, I guess because it was you know a, a derogatory term. He's off the rails. I don't know what he's doing there. I honestly don't. I mean, I think people kind of gasped a little bit when he said it. Why is he running? I don't know. 
there are like half the people on stage. I don't know why they're there. I really I kind of liked Klobuchar. Cash. Cash. <laughs> yeah. I like cash too, but I no, like it Klobuchar. Your, it raises your profile. Yeah. You, you can get more in speaking fees. Uh, money that's left over that's donated to your campaign can be uh, creatively used. You know, there's all kinds of things. You sell books. You sell books. Horrifying. You try out for, for, for better jobs or cushy speaking positions, you know, all kinds of things. I meant to bring it tonight. I um I have the biography of Elizabeth Warren and I forget the author who wrote it, but it's it's really quite it's quite good. It's very factual and very in depth and it talks about a lot of her early life. So if you if anybody wants to borrow it, but I I'm sure the local libraries have it. Here's a question. He's new. What did you guys think of Stare? Oh, Tom Steyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was there. He made all his money in the oil and gas industry, and he never mentions that. They yeah. tried to call him on it. Yeah. Did they in the debate? Um, I missed it. They, Klobuchar actually actually called Warren out. Klobuchar and Warren actually went at it a few times, yeah. uh, which was really interesting. Um, but, but fairly. I yeah, thought yeah. they fought fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because Klobuchar represents like, the, the, the more belt. centrist, like, um, quote-unquote pragmatic... Uh, middle like of the country middle whatever but she, um she she wants the billionaires to like her and warren represents more of the, the more progressive uh more left so they they clashing was really an interesting thing yeah. um they see all women aren't alike no who said that <laughs> i'm who sorry said that? i'm just being i'm just um, being silly so uh well oh man it's on our website <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, animated letters all women no uh, so yeah so um, she Klobuchar actually called Warren out because Warren kept saying like you know like the people are trying to protect millionaires and billionaires and Klobuchar said no one on stage has said that we have a billionaire who said that we should be taxing more yeah. <laughs> so settle down like Even that, the that one was billionaire, interesting because yeah. um, you know, I like Warren more than the other candidates. She's not perfect. Well, she's definitely not perfect. And this is there a long issues. process in this country because we like to examine every little minuscule mm -hmm. part to see what they'd really do when they're really tired and under pressure. Because mm -hmm. you do get a better sense when they're really tired and under yeah. pressure, how they behave. Well, we got that from Warren when uh, Biden tried to go after her with the... Um, with the Consumer Protection Bureau. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another guy trying to take credit for something somebody else did. That was Getting amazing. votes. Did, yeah. you, did you see that? I love the bit where he said, like, well, you did a great job. And she just looked at him and said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, I did. Yes. Moving on. You, who are you? I I, get, I got all these votes for you. I got, I got <laughs> yeah, that, that was really great. I got, I, I worked for the votes. Um, That was really, and then she looked at the camera. I would like to thank President Obama yeah. and everybody that because he went to the mat for it. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, the next day there were a bunch of articles saying, "Yeah, Biden really didn't really whip any votes for that." <laughs> really, I yeah, didn't know he, that. He wasn't really involved in it. It was uh, that that was a part of a larger like the the Frank Dodd Dodd Frank Dodd Frank bill. Yeah, um, and he did kind of get involved with that, but not. Really? Well, he was protecting the banks in Delaware. Yeah, he was. He didn't really get get involved yeah. in, in in trying to get the bureau up and running. So, it, 
Joe, Joe, just leave, Joe. The, the, Please. The, the banks in Delaware, especially the credit card companies, really don't. Didn't care for that one bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's, every every debate he says something weird. Like the last debate he, he was talking about getting kids away from their record players. Oh, yeah. And then this <laughs> debate he was talking about, like, the, um, what is the the people cutting coupons selling stocks or something and he said that uh, he was talking about teachers or firefighters making a hundred grand a year like where new york city maybe firefighters might might may might Please do I, with no overtime. It's, it's a dangerous job yeah you know. just with overtime i could easily see that but i, I honestly have no idea he's he, he really stop seems, he seems addled to me yeah, he really does come across as it's not just, uh, you know, thinking on his feet and sometimes getting tongue tied or whatever. Because there's always a certain amount of that with him, but he just seems more incoherent, more like he's trying to remember what he's what he was saying. By the time he gets to the end of the sentences, how he started, it kind and, of drifts yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, he definitely does that, and it's very frightening. Yeah, um, yeah. that he is. Bernie still... doesn't do that. No, nope. he's and Bernie's got a few years on Biden, so. <laughs> He's yeah. the oldest candidate on that stage. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I, at least as far as, as as health and cogency goes, I have far more confidence in Bernie Sanders, even after a heart attack, than I do <laughs> it in, says in, so much. in Joe Biden. It yeah. says so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what do you think about a wealth tax pro-business Republican person? <laughs> like, I, I'm for it. Uh, or at least I'm for the general well, principle. Even if even if a wealth tax to, isn't how it's are you published. talking about the estate tax or wealth tax? Uh, the estate tax is different from a wealth tax. Uh, either like there's there's reasons to go for either or both, and I'm in favor of taxing the rich in lots of different ways. But what do you think about it? Well, tell me what you mean by wealth tax then. Well, for example, Elizabeth Warren proposed a wealth tax. If you have if you have assets worth $50 million or more, then you pay two cents on the dollar and everything after that 50, 50 millionth dollar. So every year you're going to pay on the same asset over and over and over and over again. Well, every it, year, right? 2% every year. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if that depreciates your assets below $50 million, well, then you don't owe. So think of this scenario. You work really hard, build up this really fancy dancy comic book business. And you've put your whole heart and soul in it. Your wife supported you. Now ex-wife, but your wife supported you through the whole thing. You guys build up the assets, and then you you pass away. Do you really think that if you've put all well, this it, is an inheritance tax, and not you a wealth have, tax, and you have say five kids, uh-huh. so that asset exists because of your hard work? Do you really think that every year the the but, government should take some percentage of it away? Uh, when it's that big of an asset, sure. Here, here, here. Are we are we talking about the inherent the, yeah, no. the estate tax or the like wealth tax is the tax on when you're still alive. Yeah. Estate is when you're yeah, dead. Yeah, it's your assets so, and not your income. Correct. So every year they're going to take two percent of my house. I don't have fifty million dollar house, but you're saying that it's okay have... every year. So within ten years, they will have taken twenty percent of your assets. So Sue, uh, I've talked about how I come from some affluence, you know, yeah. and uh, you know because Dad was an investment banker or whatever. Uh, you know, we'd have to be 
you know, like 10 times as wealthy as we are in order to qualify, something like that, eight, 10 times. And believe me, like I, I have, you know, a level of financial security that none of my other friends do, you know? Like I don't have to work at all. Like I've never had debts, you know? And like, it's a fraction of what uh, Liz Warren was talking about taxing. And so say we tax, say you've got $50 million and you get taxed and they tax you for $2 million. And the next year you've got $48 million. How much wealth tax do you owe under Liz Warren's plan? Well, right, because it's brought it down. But I just, I don't like the idea and that... And trust me, $48 million is an astonishing amount of money. Doesn't go as far as it used to. No, it doesn't. It's still an astonishing amount of money. The um, the her tax will be two percent on every do- every dollar of net worth for households worth fifty million or more households. Yeah. Um, and a three percent tax on every dollar of net worth beyond one billion. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of taxing assets. I really don't. It's one okay. thing taxing the income. So let's say you had fifty million, you did mm-hmm. good things with it, and you got um, carried interest. You know, for if you're in I'm, hedge funds, and I, I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe in taxing the interest. Yes, because that's that's earned. That's that's Return income. on investments. You're you're okay with yep, taxing. Yep, okay. yep. And I yeah, would tax I that just like the the poor suckers like us that work hard for an hourly wage. I would tax it at the What's same that rate. Like? Yeah, what's that like? I've been working my whole life, um, often many jobs. But I don't like the idea of taxing the asset because I I do think that people develop huge farms. They do it with the sweat of their brow. And some of those are worth millions and millions of dollars. And they're in a family that's huge. I, I think the, the, the increase, yes, but the principle, no, um, from my perspective. So because over time you will... Oh, my goodness. Already we didn't talk about the debates. <laughs> We've been talking about them. You know, this has all been springing out of talking about the debates. And I do want to talk about a little bit whether you break up Facebook or not. You know, I think that was another part of the debate, but well, we probably won't get to that. We probably need more than two minutes to talk yeah. about that. But what do you think? In a nutshell. Well, I think you can't be. Um, who said it? You cannot be the umpire and also have a team in the game. And that was I Warren. Think yeah, I really yeah. think that's an important concept and a principle. I, I agree, and I, yeah, I, I think if we're not going to have much stricter regulations on social media companies, uh, we, well, actually, maybe we, maybe we should do both. Sort of like the phone company but used to really, I, yeah, you I, know, the I, monopoly was bad. I'm, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with the idea of breaking up Facebook. Um, I, I don't, I don't know all the consequences thereof, and I know there could be problems, but just. I they won't be able to develop their own currency. Right. Which they were trying to do. <laughs> which was scary. That was really they scary. They were trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, Vi- and Visa and MasterCard pulled out in the last th- five weeks. They they were in on it, and they're not in on it anymore. So I think people started to realize well, and, it's a ba- very bad idea. And, you know, because their business model is about gathering people's attention and then using it, you know, like, hey, we've got the attention of all these people, so now we can monetize it. And the way, the, like, the best way to get people's attention is to like, you know, let the Nazis run run around and and <laughs> scream and yell and do their Nazi stuff. And it, it's horrible. And I I don't see why, 
you know, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want to crack down on that because, you know, that's his bread and butter. You know, kind of the way, like, you know, half the alcohol in this country is bought by, you know, like 2% of the drinkers or whatever because they're the ones who, who drink the most and have the problem drinkers. And so what happens when they stop drinking? Somebody said a statistic, and I wrote it down. It's 8 to 9% of the bricks-and-mortar store is Walmart, which is only 8 to 9%. That's not terrible. But for it is um, when it's one company. Well, no, but when you're thinking of monopolies, but with Amazon, it's forty percent. Amazon's even worse than than Walmart. In that that's respect, yeah. that's what they were saying. Forty percent is a really huge. Anyway, I'll leave it at that because are we close? Well, this is, is another thing we should probably talk about uh, at greater length. So we should we should write this down and try and remember this thing. <laughs> um, next week we've got the city clerk from Northampton. Yep, and I just finished the questions. That's one of the things I was running around and got her draft. So um, to see what we're going to talk about, but election and yeah. all that. Yeah. Next, well, the twenty fifth. And good job, you know, making that happen, Sue. Thanks. Um, did you just tell me I did a good job? Of course I did, because you did. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go before we gotta go before Corn Pop beats me up. All right, so uh, thank you for listening to <laughs> thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We've got a bunch of great music coming up next, uh, and uh, yeah, you can catch up. Uh, podcast of this show is going to be uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc., probably this weekend. Uh, we do still have a repeat on Mondays at 4 in the afternoon, so I hope you're listening to us then. Uh, yeah, and that's going to do it for now. Uh, we'll be back to talk about uh, politics civilly more next week. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.